You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 171. Take your relationship from good to incredible. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love, or back in love, with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Today, I'm talking to you. If you feel like you've got a pretty good relationship, you're pretty happy in it most of the time, but you still experience the typical challenges of a relationship. Maybe you argue sometimes, or you feel bored or annoyed with each other. If that's you, then I want to talk to you today about how to take your relationship from good to incredible. Now, before we get into this episode, I do want to give you a heads up. That if you have kids in the car or you're listening to this on your break at work out loud in the break room, this episode does contain a conversation about sexual intimacy. Nothing graphic or anything like that. You guys know me, right? But I just want to give you a heads up that that topic does come up and is discussed in this episode. So if you want to save this episode for another time, feel free to do that. Otherwise, let's talk about how to take your relationship from good to incredible. So what I just described about being in a relationship where you feel like things are pretty good, but you have the typical struggles of relationship, that's how I was in my marriage just a few years ago. And what I thought back then was that because we had pretty typical challenges in our relationship and I didn't think we needed marriage counseling or therapy, I thought there wasn't much we could do about it. I thought we just had to have those struggles and go through them and figure them out on our own and that hopefully our marriage would be happy and it would last the test of time, right? So I I just didn't think there was much I could do, but I want you to know today that that couldn't be further from the truth. And what I've seen in my relationship as I've applied the things I teach you here is that it is totally possible to take your relationship from good to incredible. And that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean you're never going to have conflicts or misunderstandings or feel hurt, but it's totally possible to make it all easier on yourself and more enjoyable and feel more of a bond in your relationship, even more than you do now. So I was thinking about kind of that idea that these are the typical challenges, so we can't do anything about it. And it made me think of camping probably because it's summer right now. I haven't actually gotten to go camping yet this summer. My husband took our daughter out camping with our cousins, but I haven't gone camping yet. But with it being summer, camping was on my mind. So I was thinking about how when you go camping, there are a lot of typical challenges. There's the challenge of it being hot and you're out in the sun, so maybe getting a sunburn. And there's the challenge of starting a fire and cooking your meals. And maybe the challenge of mosquitoes. So there are a lot of things that we're like, that's just part of going camping, right? When we go camping, we expect those things. We expect the sun to be out. We expect to be cooking our food on a grill or a fire, not having the convenience of an oven. And we probably expect some bugs too. But even though those things are typical, it doesn't mean 
We just have to struggle through them without any tools or resources. Taking the example of mosquitoes and bugs, they're going to be there. The bugs are going to be there, but we can use bug spray or other forms of repellent that minimize the impact of those mosquitoes on us, right? Like we might still get a few bites here and there, and we're not going to panic if that happens, but we can minimize how many bites we get and have a better experience camping if we use the resources available to us to keep the mosquitoes away. So that's how I think about it in our marriages and our relationships now. It's like, yeah, there's going to be typical things and challenges that we expect. Like, don't go into a relationship thinking it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. That's, of course, not the case, right? But we can make those typical challenges of our relationships even easier on ourselves. And we can learn to navigate them and have a different experience in our relationships as we use tools to make those challenges easier. So what we're going to do today is I want to show you that that is possible. So I want to give you several examples from my relationship, from my marriage, where things have gone from good to incredible. So as I was thinking about this podcast episode, I was thinking of it kind of like before and after shots. Like you see people with skincare products and they show you a before shot of what the person's skin looked like, whether they had acne or wrinkles or whatever it is, and then they show you an after shot, and their skin is smooth and glowing and healthy. So that's what I was kind of thinking of with this, that I don't have photos to show you of before and after of my relationship, but I want to give you lots of examples that show you how it was before and how it is now and how using these tools have taken my relationship from good to incredible. And I want you to know that is totally possible for you too. Okay. So let's get started. Let's talk about how to take your relationship from good to incredible. So the first before shot I want to show you is how things were in regards to meeting my needs in my marriage. So I know that this is a common struggle, right? As two people bring their lives together, they have different needs and desires. They have different ideas about how to meet those needs and desires, what they need personally and what their role is in helping their partner. And so sometimes it can feel really complicated and messy, right? Like sometimes we feel like I'm not being supported in this relationship or I'm not being appreciated. I'm not having my need met for those things. Or I'm not having my needs met for having free time or spending money on myself and getting to do the things I enjoy or my goals. Or maybe it's the other way and we feel like, I don't know how to support my partner. I don't know what they need from me. They seem unhappy all the time. So what it looked like for me a few years ago was because my needs weren't being met, I had a lot of resentment. I felt like I wasn't getting the support I needed around the house. I thought I wasn't getting the time that I needed to spend time with friends and socialize or do things for myself. So I felt this resentment towards my husband and just my life in general. But then I also felt a lot of guilt because whenever I would try to meet my needs, whenever I would spend money on myself or take time for myself, I thought I was being selfish and I thought I was doing something wrong. And so it kind of was this like snowball effect where it was like, my husband should be meeting my needs. But then if 
he would try to give me opportunities to meet my needs or I would make requests and try to claim those things for myself, then I didn't even enjoy it because I'd be beating myself up about how selfish I was being and that I didn't deserve these things or that I should be doing things differently. And so it just felt like I couldn't win. It felt like I couldn't get my needs met and be happy. So as you can imagine, that was super frustrating for me and probably frustrating for my husband as well to be on the receiving end of that resentment. But now it is so different. The aftershot is totally one of those night and days where you can't even believe that it's like, that's what it used to be like before. I follow these people on Instagram. It's called Yard Zen, where they do yard makeovers. And I love it. I love that they show these before and after shots because you'll see this yard that probably looks a lot like mine right now with lots of weeds and not taken care of. And then you scroll to the next picture and it's this beautifully manicured lawn with cute yard furniture and plants and lighting and it just looks amazing. And I feel like for me, as far as the before and after of my needs being met or not met in our marriage... It's like night and day. It's like one of those photos where I'm like, what? That was what it looked like before? Because now I ask for help. I make requests from my husband and I do it with confidence. And I don't feel resentment towards him anymore. I'm not waiting for him to step up and meet my needs. I'm not trying to change him or guilt him into meeting my needs. I understand what my needs are now. And I view myself with so much more love than I used to that I'm willing to step up and claim what I believe I need. And it can be in simple ways as far as just asking for time to go on a walk, like having him watch the kids so I can go on a walk or so I can go out to lunch with a friend. Like yesterday, I had a couple hours that I just got to go and have lunch with a friend in the middle of the afternoon. And I felt like I really needed that. And even taking trips by myself. I go on trips now where I'm gone for several days and my husband is home with the kids. And of course, this is all in collaboration with him. I'm not just like, this is what I'm doing. See you later. But it's crazy to me how much more I'm not only able to make requests for myself and advocate for my needs, but I also don't feel guilty about it anymore. I appreciate myself. I love myself. And because I've changed in that way, I don't feel resentment in my marriage and I don't feel like my needs are always getting pushed aside. That my needs are the last priority. So that's one of the biggest ways that my relationship has gone from good to incredible. And this isn't something that changes overnight. I know there are things you probably wish your partner was doing to help meet your needs and you might feel some of that guilt and be pushing your needs to the back burner and having them be last priority. And that's not something that just one day you wake up and it's like, all right, I'm going to take care of my needs now and I'm not going to feel guilty about it anymore. And my partner is going to step up and, and support me in my needs. That's not what happens. There's a lot of beliefs we have under the surface and ways we've been operating throughout our lives that we have to take a look at it all and unwind it. And as we do, that's when we see those changes. 
So that's part of the transformation you're going to make in Relationship Revival. It's a six-week program, and two of the weeks are dedicated to things that are going to really help you in that area to be able to meet your needs and balance that with the needs of your partner. So in week two, it's all about loving yourself, feeling valued and supported like you matter in the relationship. And that might seem hard to do if your partner's not participating because Relationship Revival isn't a couple's program. Like they're totally welcome to watch the videos, the workshops and all of that if they want to, but it's designed for you to do on your own to feel more supported and valued and loved. And then in week four, I believe it is, we're going to take a look at balancing your needs and your partner's needs and how to navigate that. Because I know so often that can feel draining when we're trying to people please, we're trying to make our partner happy, and then our needs are getting pushed to the back burner and we're not sure how to advocate for ourselves and speak up for ourselves and do that without feeling bad about it. So I'm going to help you with all those things because I have totally been there. And that's been a major transformation I've seen in my relationship. Now, the second before and after shot I want to show you is with sexual intimacy. That can be a really vulnerable area in a marriage. People feel exposed, not just physically, but emotionally. And there can be a lot of tension. They don't want to get hurt. They don't want to be rejected. And so it's difficult to communicate about. And there can be a lot of hurt or resentment or just a lot of emotions going on under the surface. So this is an area that I've seen a huge transformation in my relationship. Now, I'm going to talk to you about my before and after shots. And this is all with the permission of my husband. But what it looked like for me before was pretty typical, right? So what I'm going to share with you, these are typical things in a marriage that often there's a higher desire partner and a lower desire partner. So all that means is that one person is more interested in sex, has a higher sex drive, wants to have sex more. And compared to that person, there's a lower desire partner. So this gap between the higher desire and the lower desire partner can be pretty small, or it can be pretty drastic. And sometimes that can lead to frustration or resentment and those feelings of hurt. So in my relationship, my before shot was that I was the lower desire partner and sex kind of felt like a chore. It was something that I like wanted to want to do, but I didn't really want to all of the time. But also, I felt all of this guilt and shame because I didn't want to hurt my husband. I didn't want his feelings to be hurt or to create that tension and frustration for him. And so it was this area where I wasn't sure, am I broken? Is there something wrong with me? Or is there something wrong with my husband and our marriage? And it felt like this unsolvable problem because every time we try to communicate about it, it would lead to arguments. So that's how things looked before, but it's crazy how much things have changed because now instead of these tense conversations or avoiding the conversation altogether, we're able to have open, honest communication instead of doing all the pretending, or at least I had been doing a lot of pretending before. I felt like I couldn't be honest about how I really felt. And as I've worked through that 
it's not only made it so we can talk about it with less tension, but it's cleared up all this resentment. There's this coach I love who always says, resentment isn't sexy, (laughs) right? Like when we're trying to be intimate with someone, feeling resentful is not going to help us. And so as that resentment has diminished, my desire has also increased and my enjoyment has increased. And this is such a huge part of relationships. That connection, again, it's not just about physically, but emotionally. And being able to trust each other and navigate these challenges and manage that hurt and minimize the resentment. And so you better believe we're going to be talking about it in Relationship Revival. It is our sixth week of the program, which I feel bad making you guys wait till week six to get to it because I know everyone's excited for that class, that workshop, but we're going to lay a strong foundation in the first five weeks and then week six, we're going to dive into sexual intimacy. And we're going to take a look at both the higher desire and lower desire partner. So whichever one you identify with. And then we're going to talk about a bunch of other things that'll be really helpful to you in there. But with sexual intimacy, I know that sometimes that can be a sensitive topic for people where they might not feel comfortable getting on a podcast and announcing it to the world like me. So because of that, because I know in relationships in general, there are some more sensitive topics and sensitive information, we're going to have our workshops where we do some group live coaching, just like I do if you're a Bold Nurse Society member, we do group coaching in there where you can bring your questions and hear other people get coached. We're going to be doing that in Relationship Revival, but because of these more sensitive topics that you might want some privacy around, I've also built in a one-on-one component to Relationship Revival. So every week, you're going to have a check-in day with me, just us, one-on-one, And the cool thing is I love technology these days because for me, it can be kind of difficult to schedule appointments and try to coordinate my schedule with other people. And so I assume that for you as a nurse and maybe as a parent and whatever else you have going on in your life, it's kind of hard to do that sometimes. But the awesome thing is with technology, we can just use a voice messaging app. So every week you have a check-in day where we can get on a voice messaging app and just chat back and forth that way at our convenience and work through some of these difficult challenges. So if you had an argument that week or you have questions about one of the classes or you're struggling with something that you don't feel comfortable bringing to a group coaching call, we can talk about it all through that voice messaging app where it's just me and you and you get that personalized direct support. And can really see that transformation. You're going to be able to see in just six weeks, the conflict, the tension, the stress decrease in your relationship and feel so much more peace and connection and appreciation for yourself and for your partner. Okay. Number three, the third before and after I've really seen in my relationship is going from feeling disconnected. And this was for a lot of different reasons. There were times when I felt like life was just so busy with work and kids that it seemed like we just didn't have time to connect. Or when we did have time together, we were both just so tired or just kind of bored sometimes. We weren't sure what else to talk about or what else to do. And so I felt kind of stagnant. But I didn't really know how to fix it. I was like, how do I navigate this where we just have different interests? 
or we just don't know what to talk about sometimes. Like, how do I feel connected to my husband the way I want to? And there was times when it was even more than that, where it would be a frustration with comparing my husband now to how he used to be or what I thought things should be in a marriage or how I saw other marriages operate. And so it just created this disconnect where I felt frustrated and like we were missing out on something in our relationship. But since then, now me and my husband have so much fun in our marriage. It's so much lighter and less heavy than it used to be. And I think that's for a couple of different reasons. I think one is I've stopped trying to change him. I've stopped wishing he were different and genuinely appreciate who he is. And I feel connected to him and grateful for who he is. And yes, sometimes there's still irritation or frustration, but I meet it with more curiosity and compassion. And the things I love and appreciate about him are at the forefront of my mind. So I think that's helped take some of that heaviness away so that we can enjoy our time together. There's not this underlying judgment or frustration or feeling like I'm missing out. Like I feel so grateful for him. And also, I like myself around him more. Before, when we would spend time together, I was kind of unhappy with myself. And I don't know if I could have articulated it at that time, that that's what I felt the problem was. But I felt like I was grumpy and nagging and always finding flaws and not very kind to him a lot of the time. And I mean, it wasn't all the time that way, but more than I would have liked it to be. And so I had a lot of judgment about myself and I didn't like who I was when I was around him. And so as all of that has lightened up, I now have way more fun in our relationship and we're able to joke around and do things together. And even if we don't have the same exact hobbies and interests, because we don't, we're still able to find ways to connect. So those are the three biggest areas I've seen transform in our relationship, where it's gone from good to incredible. And I know in this podcast episode, I probably didn't make it sound like it was very good, right? I was highlighting the before shots for a lot of the problem areas, but we did. We had a good relationship. We had fun together. We enjoyed being with each other. We had pretty good communication in a lot of ways. So we had a good foundation for a relationship, but we had all of these challenges that are pretty typical. But as we've been able to minimize these challenges and so many others, it's taken our relationship to the next level, a level that I had dreamed of before, but didn't really know if it was possible. And I want you to know it totally is. So please don't undermine the potential of your relationship. Relationships are one of our biggest opportunities for personal growth. We don't really grow when things are easy. When we've done something before, like my daughter's trying to learn to write letters right now. She got a little book where she traces the letters. If she does that book, that's a challenge for her, right? Learning how to hold the pencil and to follow the lines and have that control. But for me, if I were to sit down and do that book, it would be super easy and I wouldn't really get much better at writing my letters. 
But when things are challenging, when there's some difficulty, when we have to stretch ourselves, that's when we progress. It's hard for my daughter to write her letters, and because she's struggling to do those things, she's getting better. And I think relationships provide so many opportunities for us to have some challenge. When two people merge their lives and their values and their beliefs and their ways of doing things, there are some challenges. There are some obstacles. But we don't have to just struggle through them without the proper tools. Just like you don't have to go camping without your bug spray. So if your relationship struggles at times, that's okay. They all do. That doesn't mean your relationship's broken. But we can take it to the next level. I can help you take your relationship from good to incredible. So that's what we're going to do in Relationship Revival. And I've told you a lot about it today, but I want to give you all the details So I'm going to be hosting an info party coming up pretty soon where I'm going to tell you all about relationship revival, the different workshops we're going to be doing, the areas of your relationship I'm going to help you focus on and transform. I'm going to give you all the details there. So make sure if you want to be invited to the info party, you've got to go get on the relationship revival VIP interest list. Okay, so to get on there, go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash revival interest. That's how you're going to get all the deets. That's how you're going to get this exclusive invitation to come to the info party. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't like missing out on parties. So so come join us for the info party. I'm going to tell you all about relationship revival and the other perks of being on the VIP interest list is you're going to get a special discount. And if you decide to participate in Relationship Revival, I'm only accepting 20 nurses into it. And so if you're a VIP, you're going to get first dibs to grab one of those 20 spots. So definitely worth getting on the VIP interest list if you want to join me in there. Because those 20 spots, when they're gone, they're gone. So give yourself the best chance possible. All right, so again, to get on the interest list, go to www, and you've got to make sure to type the W's into the URL, www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash revival interest. Don't miss the party. It's happening soon. I'll give you all the details about that if you're on the interest list. All right, well, thanks for being here. Have an amazing week. I'll talk to you later. Take care.